0: Welcome to the Texas Conflict Coach Radio Program. If you've ever experienced or engaged in destructive or unresolved conflict, then you know it leads to broken relationships, distrust, and damaging results. Our program will help you manage and resolve conflict effectively with strategies, valuable resources, and support. Since 2009, our radio program hosted guest experts from around the globe sharing their perspectives, experiences, and expertise while giving you food for thought. If you can't listen live, then download and listen to any of our 300-plus podcasts in our library at texasconflictcoach.com. So sit back, relax, or join the conversation every Tuesday evening or tweet us at Coach.
1: Hello, listeners. You know, it seems that incivility has become the norm in our communities, easily escalating to heated debates, protests, and violent riots. Civility is a human right in today's global society, As global citizens, civility is vital to peaceful and harmonious coexistence of individuals, groups, organizations, and nations. Civility is a proactive approach to prevent incivility and maintain a safe and peaceful situation. It also gives dignity to human rights, gives calmness to a potential explosive situation, and civility is a positive response to a negative action that is mutually beneficial for all of us. So in this episode, is incivility the norm, revising civility and reversing the trend with Dr. Ralph Steele who will address the questions such as what is our role in responding in respectful ways and how can each of us reverse the trend and incorporate daily strategies to revise civility. Dr. Steele has over 10 years of experience in mediation of business and family issues. He's also received two doctorate degrees in civil law and mediation at Oxford University and a PhD in psychology. Dr. Steele is also a board-certified professional counselor by American Psychotherapy Association and the Texas Board of Examiners of Professional Counselors. Dr. Steele honorably served as a United States Naval Officer and is devoted to helping our youth as future leaders who make a positive impact on society. And one of his fun things he likes to do is flying planes, and he has a pilot license from Lincoln Aviation Institute. Now, Ralph Steele is with us actually live in uh, UT University of Texas in Arlington and so he'll be in a uh, room uh, with people there who will be engaging with us in the conversation later in uh, the program we're also taking and encouraging your live call so if you're listening through your computer you can simply call 347-324-3591. again three four seven three two four three five nine one and simply press the number one key or you can join us in the chat room at blogtalkradio.com forward slash texas-conflict-coach dash dash or tweet us using the hashtag conflict chat. Ralph, thank you for uh, coming onto the program and having this conversation with me about incivility. Thank you and welcome.
2: Uh, thank you very much, uh, Patty.
1: Well, you're very, very welcome, and I know this is a passionate topic for you, and we already have some folks who are in the chat room now, um, and some folks who will be joining you shortly. Your passion is in the work of incivility and conflict and peace, so what motivated you to look specifically at incivility in a more structured and intentional way?
2: Well, what, what motivated me was, uh, just a quick backdrop, having... Have, having had the privilege of traveling particularly all over the world and just seeing, in some cases, and and no uh, names remain anonymous, but seeing how people treat each other, seeing um, some crime in some cases, some rudeness, people talking to each other harsh um, on the highway, the road rage, and... um, people nearly running over each other um, or being very ugly toward each other with the hollering, yelling, and sometimes using even, unfortunately, even using weapons against each other uh, causing bodily harm. And, of course, even, even more difficult, if you leave your wallet or purse, in some cases a cell phone or computers, it will disappear and, of course, those things don't have legs. And so, and so I say <clears throat> uh, this, is, this is the problem that I see. And as I understand it from my vantage point, my the question becomes clear to me, why is it that we as human beings, that we're supposed to be the most civilized people on the face and persons and beings on the face of the earth why can't we be more civil and and uh, kind and and towards each other and by the way for me to be kind is not a sign of weakness it is actually a sign of strength mm. is this
1: something that you learned in your travels as you were seeing people and you were seeing these types of behaviors and you think of being kind as a strength, how did that all tie from your travels that said, I need to look at this in a more structured intentional way?
2: Well, I've had the privilege of living in um Italy, France and, and uh, in England, uh in the Philippines <clears throat> and so and as well as in the United States. Uh so as a result of that, seeing how nice, you know, in my travels, people can be, versus seeing how some people are not, um, it just occurred to me how it's just easier and, and, and more, you know, I mean, it's even more relaxed and it's humane that people would be kind and treat each other and not be rude or cantankerous toward each other. And I I had a situation in San Diego, California, where I met, for, for instance, I met a couple, and they didn't know me, never seen me a day in their life, and they invited me to their home and treated me as if I was their DNA, that I was their blood brother, or, and so I've, I've had the privilege of seeing the kindness, I mean, globally, all over the world, and so it's it's it's, it's become a contagious thing for me to know that we as human beings can do a much better job of how we process and then how we act toward each other and then how we live out uh, each other in terms of civility.
1: Okay, so let's get into that. How do you define civility? And you already gave a couple of some examples of ugly behavior all the way up to, you know, disrespect, yelling, shouting, even all the way up to uh, human violations. So how do you define incivility, and why do you see this as a community or global
2: problem? Well, Patty, incivility... Is our social behavior that is lacking in good manners, respect for the elderly? I mean, how can one not respect an old lady that's 80, 90 years old or an old man you know, I mean, you who lives a great life, uh, whether it be in America, Russia, China, or Europe, France, Germany, or wherever? You know, South America, it doesn't matter. Incivility is... Vandalized, vandalism, when someone just deliberately vandalizes somebody's property uh, uh, for, or verbally threatening other persons or causing bodily harm. Incivility is people not being a good citizen, global citizen, because there's a, there's a, we are, as a human being, we are connected globally, and there is an interconnection between all of us, worldwide and we're all are just human beings. And, and and part of my travel, um, when I've traveled all over the world, I don't see people as different. I see everybody as just a good normal human being. Period. The root cause of incivility is number 1, how do you respect yourself first? 2, do do we communicate with each other with respect restraint and responsibility because incivility incivility occurs when that respect restraint does not occur then obviously we're going to have incivility and not mm. not the the, la- the greater good of civility and living a nice life mm.
1: Very interesting, you know um, you know incivility is a not just a local societal issue. it really is a global problem it 's not this something isolated to America or Canada or, or any of the number of countries that you 've lived in. Um, And incivility, it sounds like from how you're describing it in some of the research that you've done and and even your personal experiences is a real broad range of uh, spectrum of uh, behaviors from uh, something that might be considered light in terms of incivility versus all the way up to to human violence. Uh, So it sounds like for you, incivility is a spectrum of behaviors.
2: It is a spectrum of behaviors because... It's, it's, it's a spectrum just like a continuum uh, when you go from uh, hollering, yelling, pushing, uh, hitting to using weapons on the worst side or causing bodily harm on the worst side. So it is a spectrum. Or, or for an example, it could just be simply, I mean, an old lady was walking out of this grocery store and she was about to open the door. And a young man simply stepped in front of her, we did not even open the door for her, nearly knocking her down. She she almost fell. He gave no apology and rudely almost knocked her off her feet mm. and did not say, I'm sorry, uh, no remorse, and just kind of just strolled right along as if nothing happened. Mm. And... And so that's just one example out of the many that incivility occurs um, in our society, but worldwide.
1: So do you think that incivility, you know, we opened with a question, is incivility the norm? What is your thoughts about, is that now the norm?
2: <clears throat> I, I think it's like an
1: acceptable norm for some reason.
2: I think in some cases it's the norm by perception versus reality because, um, well, let me just say it like this here. For me, it is the norm because I think sometimes when things happen and they're not so good, people tend to not have or think of ways or have a goal to say, wait a minute, I can do something about this here. And and so, in, in perception, it is the norm. But in reality, I think that there's so many ways that we can do something about it. And even, and it doesn't always have to be some um, miraculous event or some um, highfalutin' or theoretical thing that we do. But it could just be something that's so simple. That we can change the way we don't accept that as incivility as the norm?
1: Mm. You know, I think deep down, I want to believe deep down that every human being, for the most part, wants to be respected, heard, understood, loved, um, to be in peace. Um, I think deep down, every, and to feel safe. I think everyone wants to feel that way and live in a in a place like that, and yet somehow it's very challenging to actually demonstrate and you know uh, those behaviors, um, you know. And so, what is that bridge? If we were to really look at revising what civility means to the everyday person. What would have to happen? What is our role in our individual role? It's not just going to happen. It's not going to just, you know, be there one day. We all have a role in it. So what are your thoughts about revising civility? What does that have to look like, sound like, and what's our responsibility in it?
2: Well, I, I think then it, you, then it becomes um, just a simple question of what, what do I want society to look like? And do I want to be a... What what does it take to be a citizen? So for me, it looks like, uh, hopefully it looks this way for others as well, uh, living a peaceful lifestyle and being treated with respect by anybody and all people that we come in contact with, reaching a level of peace with a sense of safety and calm in our communities, neighborhoods, places of worship, workplaces, uh, and institutions, um it, it looks like um, all of us deciding that we want to model being civil to each other. We have to make a cho- In other words, is one of my big pet peeves in terms of civility is everyone deciding to make, because everything is about choices. Making a choice, and I made a choice years ago that I would be nice to everyone no matter what. Period. It looks like um, being a citizen of the world, because we are a citizen of the world. And it looks like that I have a obligation as a citizen to improve myself as a citizen daily. And, and, and I have an obligation to communicate with people effectively and not using harsh words to them because I think part of the issue of incivility is the way we communicate towards each other Uh, rather than talking to and with each other, talking at or condescending towards each other. And so civility, I mean, looks, that's how it looks to me in the context of I mean, how I want to be treated versus how I treat somebody else.
1: All right, so... Listeners, and I know we have a number of people and guests in our chat room, and and, and probably uh, with you as well, uh, Ralph. Uh, so you're we're uh, listening to the Texas Conflict Coach. I'm Patty Porter, your founder and host, and I have with me Dr. Ralph Steele with Mediation Worlds, and he's actually in on location at the University of Texas in Arlington. And we're talking about is incivility the norm, and how do we reverse that trend? How what is our role in that today? And we all know we've all been on the receiving end and also on the observation end of people's behaviors even our own i mean i have to admit i'm i'm a conflict management practitioner many years you are as, as well ralph and uh, and so we've all been in that place where we've been in civil when we've engaged in differences and we've been triggered and and we respond not in kind and so we're talking about what is our our role in being this global citizen and especially in today's world where the internet and communication and technology allows us to engage uh, in all kinds of ways across the world, not just in our small little communities, you know, in, in whatever town, city, state, or, you know, province that you might be living in around the world. So you're saying that, you know, we. Uh, one thing that you said about what is civility is, you know, when we talk about revising it is how do we respect first ourselves and then how do we use respect, restraint, and responsibility by making choices as a global citizen To be part of a society that's peaceful, that's harmonious, where we're loved, where we're respected, where we're heard, where we're understood, and yet we are different. We are human beings and we have a lot of commonalities and yet we are human beings who are unique. We are different in many ways in terms of personalities, our values, our uh, belief systems, and I think this is where where people get stuck. And so how do we address that when we're so different and we're engaging in difference? How do we start to be civil even when people are so different from us? Um and I and so basically how do we have the tools to uh, to reverse the trend even when someone is different from us?
2: Well, here's here's the thing. <clears throat> Couple of things. Number one is one of the things that has to be that people have to come to the conclusion is that when we communicate with each other the the basis of communication is not that I would agree with you with you Patty or I would agree with anyone. The basis of communication is for understanding. I think one of the issues that and the perceptions is that people if somebody doesn't agree with you now we we sometimes by perception think that that person is the enemy so therefore first most people think disagreement a uh, disagreeing person is their enemy and that person may not be but not realizing that disagreement incivility we cannot allow incivility to become the norm even though it's edging in that direction rather We must not allow uh, disagreement to become the norm in order for incivility to become the norm. Second, the purpose of communication is for understanding, Mm -hmm. not for agreement. Because I don't know anybody, people who have been married for even 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, They don't agree with everything, but they don't necessarily get a divorce just because they have a disagreement. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, one of the – a couple other things that really I think that helps – can help people uh, really reverse, revise that trend is Albert Ellis has what we call the ABC theory. Is really the most simplest way that people can begin to revise and reverse this twin incivility. Number one is, well, first of all, you know, the question may be asked, and for those who are in the chat room and the listeners, um, Albert Ellis um, came up with this ABC theory because he was trying to understand the meaning of how people respond to adversity. Okay, because, great. Let's go for it. Because every single day that almost all of us in some way is going to experience adversity. And, and, and one of the perception I think, is some people think, well, it's almost like, well, you're not going to experience adversity. In fact, uh, adversity or rather, in fact, the reality is that we're going to experience adversity. So here's what Albert Ellis said, and, and I lo- love this here because this is the tool that I, that I even use personally myself. Number one is when adversity occurs, that's the event, that's what happened to you. It could be as simple as somebody stepped on your toe or somebody kind of bumped the rear end of your vehicle without making. Any stretches, or you know what I mean, you know, what I mean bumping your car up real bad, or it could be somebody, you know what I mean cut in front of you, you know, what I mean on the highway, or you're standing in in the store purchasing something, somebody cut in front of you, or getting on an airplane and somebody cut in front trying to get on the plane quicker. So that's the event. The second part of Ellis is is the belief, is the thought. What are you thinking? And now, how are you going to react or respond to the the adversity that happened? And and the second part of that is, a person will either think I'm going to do something good to this person, or I'm going to do something bad to this person. There, t- it's always by choice. And so mm-hmm. now, the third part of Alice is this: that's the action. The action is, did you? have an appropriate thought to do to this person, or did you have an inappropriate thought that you would do to this person? And so if you have an inappropriate thought, then obviously the situation and the adversity is going to escalate and nothing good is going to come out of it, simply, mm-hmm. simply put. But if you have the appropriate thought, then in response to the adversity, everything good is probably going to come out of the situation because the, the adversity one occurred, two, the right thought occurred, three, the right action followed by response. And so and so with, I want to
1: make sure people under listeners understood so with this this uh strategy that you're proposing based on albert Ellis's work and research um now albert Ellis is a, I believe a psychologist or sociologist from way back when in the forties or something of that nature is that right
2: yes, he's a psychologist and um he came up with the emotional uh, therapy and specialized in uh How people deal with you know their emotions and their feelings.
1: Yes, so so listeners, it's you know sometimes it's about really you know we get so reactionary to an event, an adverse event that we don't stop to think about our part in what that individual did, whether that individual did it inadvertently, purposefully or not, but we have a role in how we engage in what we perceive as incivility because what what you're saying, Ralph, is that we can make a choice based on, we can make a choice, period. Our reaction to that is usually very quick, but if we slow down to think about, how do I want to be as a global citizen? Do I want to be respectful and civil regardless of what someone else does? That means we're making a choice about whatever, whatever that event is and whatever that person did to us, again, purposely or not, we get to make a choice about whether we're going to react, meaning we're taking some kind of action that might be perceived as uncivil, or we can respond. We can make a choice to, we could still respond in a civil, respectful way, or we can even choose not to take action, because I think the action could also be a non-action, as uh, as, I, as I understand it. Um, but what if they don't have the right thought? Because something you said about, if they have the right thought, they'll take the, 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 the best action. But what if a lot of people
2: don't have the right thought? So wh- what do they do with that? See, when people don't have the right thought, then that's why in this whole uh, process of, of revising and retrending civility is, is I propose, the this, this second proposal is, is that people have a goal have a goal that you will begin to think the right thoughts in order to have the right response because if you think about it in everything we do we have a goal we have a goal to get up and go to work we have a goal to eat food we have a goal to take a glass drink a glass of beer a glass of wine we have a goal to watch the March Madness, the bas- college basketball games. We have a goal that the weather's get that the weather will be better. So, if we have a goal to respond properly, more than likely, then we will execute the goal. Because now, when, once you have a goal or a plan, now you your objectives will follow your goal. If you don't have a goal. To be that model citizen globally and to be peaceful, then, yes, it it won't happen. And then we get into the norm of incivility. And what I can say is this, and I challenge people, I challenge anyone that the buck stops with you. Just like for me, the buck stops with me. Here's what I can tell you. I can tell you, and I can be transparent today, I was in college. I'm going to give a a real example that happened to me. I was in college, and I was, was mistaken for another person. And I was literally hit sitting in a cafeteria in Nebraska in college. I was a junior in college, and a guy come up, thought I was somebody else, hit me, gave me a black eye, and I and, and I said to myself, Patty, I am a citizen in America. I am a citizen in the world. And even though I was just a junior in college at that time, and that was 100 years ago, by the way, and I, <laughs> de- I decided that I would not strike back through my thoughts. I used Albert Ellis. Number one, the adversity was I got hit. Number two, I thought. Appropriate thoughts, because that was a goal of mine, and I refuse to go back and try to hit the person back. And, mm-hmm. and 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 with that being said, because when you make a choice and the buck stops, stop you stop it. Then we can make this world better, because this is a great. This planet Earth is a great world. We have a great opportunity to make it better for everyone. Regardless of where you live, where you come from, who you are, what your parents' name, what your name is, what your religion, what your gender is, what your sexual orientation is, it doesn't matter. You are a human being and you have the right. We have the right as global citizens to live in a peaceful world and be civilized with civility.
1: And I almost want to say amen right after that. <laughs> Absolutely. What you just said goes back to something that you defined in civility, which is it involves respect, your restraint, and the responsibility and choice you made in how you were going to deal with that situation. Before time totally runs out, I want to make sure we have uh, time for anyone in the chat room or in your location if they have a comment or question that they want to bring in at this point. So anyone there? So I'll give you a second, uh, Ralph, to check in with your group to see if there's a comment or question they want to bring in, and I'll uh, invite Um, the guest here.
2: I'm checking in. No one has a a question or comment. Uh, They're just excited. Okay. Okay.
1: Let me just check in with the chat room. Right quick, and guests who are uh, listening in on the computer in the chat space. Thank you for joining us uh, tonight uh, and listening into uh ralph 's conversation so the The ultimate goal is is that we do, and that was a great example of you know where someone was really dis, being disrespectful but in in a way that in, involved violence, a safety issue. And so, but you had to set, you were already setting that intention and that goal of how am I going to respond and and obviously you're going to protect yourself, but but there's different ways of protecting. And so, you know, being very conscious of what that goal is. Is there any other, um, before we go into our closing, any other ways on a daily basis, so we set the goal. Is there any other specific ways or steps on a daily basis that people can do to begin setting the new norm of revising civility?
2: Yes, there there are. Number one, it's not about you. It's about all of us. It's, it's the us we mold. And, and number two, we have to remind ourselves daily that, We're in control of the situation and not people. There are like three P's there's people, there's a problem, and there's power. How we use our power towards each other, we can either use our power to empower people in ourselves, or we can use our power destructively. Number three is always daily acknowledge your feelings and your emotions because most people most people respond or react based upon the lack of acknowledgement of how they really feel at the moment i feel angry i feel mad i feel disappointed because when you acknowledge your feeling daily and especially when adversity The acknowledgement of the feeling helps one to be able to make the right choice. And it's it's amazing, I mean, to do that. I mean, there's another thing that people can do, too, is is there is a national civility hotline. Mm. And daily, if you get stressed or adversity kind of, uh, Bewildered, you mean you get stressed out by the adversity? You can pick up the phone before you do any rudeness or threatening or any bad action toward anybody. Pick up the telephone and dial this number, National Civility Hotline, 1 800 791 7949. And someone will gladly have a conversation just. You know what I mean? There's no counseling involved. It's confidential. Don't use your name. And you can have a conversation for a moment or two and, and, and talk about what's the best action and alternative and rather than being uncivil or uncivil.
1: Mm, What a great resource. Okay, the National Civility Hotline, 800-791-7949. Did I get that right?
2: You got it right. Okay,
1: I'll make sure to put that on your program page as well so that people have that uh, uh, line available to them. So we have not only, you know, thinking about Albert Ellis' thinking about the strategy but having your goal in mind every day, uh, to really also be thinking in terms that we're all global citizens so we're all in it but that we do have control and how do we use the power, each of us, Have a level of power and control and decisiveness about how we can engage in people. The other thing you said is name the emotion. Name, acknowledge what it is that you're feeling in that moment related to that event. But something else I want to underscore something you said that would be really important um, is respect yourself first. Exactly. Because, without respecting yourself and loving yourself first, and this is not a kumbaya you know moment here, but really, it's true, if we don't respect us, if our self talk is is that we're stupid and we're ignorant and we're dummies, and all this negative horrible things we tell ourselves, we will then that will then display itself when we're engaged in adversity and difference. And so, again, using restraint, responsibility, and respect for ourselves and for the people that we engage in. So thank you, Ralph, for sharing your thoughts on this topic. What um, Listeners are so used to our call to action or assignment for the week. What's the next immediate step that listeners can take to start applying this right away? What would you like to give them as an assignment?
2: I would like to give them is to... Uh, number one, to be become a civility advocate. Become a civility advocate. Make that as their goal and their choice. Number two, be a model citizen globally because we all are global citizens. And then number three, take this 1-800-791-7949, National Civility Hotline, and plaster it on your email, put it on your on your cell phone, in your text, share it amongst your family, your friends, your coworkers. You know what I mean? When you're on Facebook and the social media, because a lot of incivility occurs in the social media, use it mm. uh, that way. And and so and then lastly, make it a goal that you would be the very best person of civility as a global citizen. That's Mm. a takeaway that if if people just, just do that, gosh, I just can't even imagine the world, how better the world that we would live in.
1: Well, we all have our part. Everyone, every single person has a part. Uh, in what you just said, um, no, however small that part or however big that part is. Ralph, where can fo- folks find you? What's the best way for them to get more information about you?
2: They can find me on <clears throat> on uh, www.mediationworlds.com. Uh,
1: Okay, so mediation, M-E-D-I-A-T-I-O-N, world, W-O-R-L-D-S.com. And uh, do you have any uh, workshops on civility or anything that you're doing now that you would want the listeners to know about, uh, a new book, a new workshop training, anything like that?
2: Yeah, we have a workshop training. It's just scheduled up the road, uh, ways a bit. Uh, that workshop is scheduled in August uh, it's in August of 2017, and it will be a one-day workshop on civility. And, um, and it's, we, you know, I mean, it's a diverse workshop that deals with the diverse issue. And so that's what we have on the schedule coming up uh, for people to, if they want to be a part of. Uh, and, and that workshop is scheduled, I believe the date is August, August the 5th. Uh, All right, and
1: they can find that on your website, mediationworlds.com.
2: That's correct.
1: Okay, very, very good. So, Ralph, we're, we're getting ready to close here. I want to thank you so much for being part of our radio program family and uh, educating our listening audience, having this conversation with me. What final message do you want to leave with listeners?
2: I, I want to leave with listeners to know that Number one, for those who live in America, America is a great democracy. And our democracy, first and foremost, is dependent upon civility. So we have a responsibility. Our freedom depends on democracy. And so I challenge all Americans that are listening, but I also challenge that even the world globally is depending upon civility. The world, we will either live or die, but I want to challenge us that we need to coexist in a peaceful world with civility because that is the heart of our hearts, and that should be the heart of our love and our care and our concern for all of us as citizens. And remember this here, uh, Patty, that civility is a human right. I'll leave you with that.
1: Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ralph. Thank you, listeners. Thank you for those who joined us in the chat room, and have a good evening.
2: Thank you very much, Patty.
0: Thank you for listening to the Texas Conflict Coach. We hope you've enjoyed the program. You can find over 300 podcasts archived to listen at your own convenience at texasconflictcoach.com or download the podcast at iTunes or Stitcher Radio. To learn about upcoming radio programs and resources, sign up for our monthly e-newsletter.